Today we're talking about Stranger Things, some of our favorite scary moments as children, and we got a special guest for you today. This is Nerds with Mics. Boop, 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 bow. Hey everyone, I'm Maxwell. I'm Travis. And Justin broke his own neck and won't be with us today. This is episode 73 of Nerds with Mics, a podcast about movies, TV shows, games, technology, and much more. And today we're getting into the much more, even more so than usual. <laughs> Today's episode is recorded on October 22nd of 2017. And guys, make sure you subscribe. And if you want to, leave us a review. And most importantly, share us with your friends. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. She is a co-host on Ladies of Fandom, an outreach director and programmer of Other Worlds Austin, located in Texas, and writes for Strange Kids Club. Please welcome Tessa Morrison to the show. Hello. How's it going? I'm giving that golf clap. Ha, I know. <laughs> so, um, Tessa. Yes. Would you be so kind as to share some of your favorite things that you do, whether it's the three that we listed here or some other things that you're into, and uh, get to know you a little bit more? Uh, yeah, so I um, am a co-host on a public access TV show called Ladies of Fandom. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. We're through uh, a block party of TV shows um, under the umbrella of Fanboy TV. And so we have a lot of different uh, programming, and we focus on basically the women's angle of nerddom. So there's that, and I also, like you said, I, I program and I help do outreach for a sci-fi film festival in Austin, which is Otherworlds. Um, that festival is in December, and then I also write for Strange Kids Club, which is a blog, but we also have a magazine, and it's kind of like a combination between like um, Mad Magazine and Heavy Metal um and so there's a bunch of like cute little skits in it each magazine usually has an overarching theme and then we invite a bunch of different artists to do different shorts and uh, comic strips um so yeah i've been doing strange kids club for god like six years now wow um, oh wow yeah we are on our fifth or sixth magazine well, i think we had one that was wrestling theme that was really cool, which is how I ended up getting into uh, something here in Austin called PWR, which is Party World Wrestling, and it is a <laughs> under it's an underground theatrical wrestling group, and so it's kind of like really performance and DIY based. And did you guys ever watch a show called Kaiju Big Battle? Um. That sounds really familiar. Uh, I'm sure I've seen it. Guys dress up in monster costumes, and then they build little miniature city sets in a wrestling yeah. ring, and they stomp around. It's <laughs> kind of like that. It's absurdist like that. It's mm, there's there's also a glow aspect to it as well. A lot of fun over the top characters, but um, I mostly do costumes and help with the set design, and uh, I've helped uh, film a couple of promos, but it's really fun. Now, I have seen, since we are friends, we went to college together. Yep. Um, I have seen on your Facebook some incredible puppetry. Oh, yeah. puppet work that you have made. Um, what was that for? Uh, I do those. Well, I started making puppets actually for our friends. Um, 
uh, Max and Ian and Seth and all of them when they were doing Seth Martin and Friends. So I started making puppets for them. Uh, before that, I hadn't really made any. I just made stuffed animals and plushes uh, for friends for Christmas gifts. My mom knows how to sew, and she taught me, and I was a sculpture major. And I always loved Jim Henson, and I was like, you know, it'd be really easy just for me to make my own puppets. I've watched enough behind the scenes and how they make them to just do it. Um, so I kind of just started making them for that show, and then... I started making them for art shows, and so I started doing them for, like, all these pop culture art shows, and then the next one I made after The Spider was a, uh, uh, it was for The Life Aquatic. It was a Wes Anderson theme show, and it was Steve Zissou as a oh, puppet. Oh, wow. And I even made his, uh, Adidas shoes out of foam, and so I cut out, and basically they were kind of to scale, like, a Cabbage Patch doll shoe size, <laughs> like, it was that ratio. Wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, he sold, uh, like, opening night, and then I've made a Link from Zelda. He was in, like, an official, like, Legend of Zelda, like, anniversary show out in Burbank. Um, so yeah, I make them mostly for art shows, but I, I'm going to start doing them for, like, friends' music videos. Listen, you can't skip over my favorite one that is from one of my favorite franchises that I talk about probably every episode. Uh, Ellen Ripley, Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I made her shoes, too. I, I did the Ripley from Aliens, and she has her uh, pulse rifle with the uh, flamethrower attached to it. So I made her flamethrower and her shoes, and I even made her watch. She has, like, this weird watch that's, like, not quite square. It's like a double face it's like thing. A, it's like a square with, like, a half circle. It's, like, a really weird, like, custom, like, futuristic Roloid, uh, uh, whatever, um, watch. It's It was fun. Um, God is in the details, man. Uh but yeah, I do I do puppets and just kind of for S and G's. But I really want to break into film with these a bit more. Hey, if you play your cards right, um, speaking of Jim Henson, his son—I can't think of his name—something uh, Henson. So I got fifty percent of it. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his first name. Uh, he's, probably James. He's wanting to. He's working on starting this show with Melissa McCarthy, where they uh, they it's. Based off of like the idea of Muppets that have uh, lost popularity since the '80s, but it, they're still real. Like how the Muppets are always appear to be like they're they're Muppets, but they're in the real world. Um, but it's like a like a murder mystery thing. What? Yeah, and it's supposed to be like a little dark, where <sighs> like they're they're dying off. Like they're uh, the old '80s puppets are getting killed off. Oh no! And Melissa McCarthy and another puppet have to like kind of hunt it down and find out who's doing it oh, it God. just sounds great to me that that sounds pretty fun i don't know how i haven't heard about that i think i think i remember hearing that he was doing a project and it was a bit more adult in nature but i didn't uh hear what the premise was uh that's pretty baller i'm into it uh that's super fun i'm super stoked about the uh upcoming dark crystal um series coming up on netflix yeah. oh I, I feel like we've talked about that oh, we mentioned yeah, yeah. it maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's... uh yeah they're bringing Skeksis back super hard. I don't know what that is. Uh, Skeksis, those are the in the Dark Crystal, the weird vulture-looking things, and then oh, okay. and that was a pun on bringing sexy back. Yeah, bringing Skeksis <laughs> back. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, this has been so long. You're really calling. You're really calling our our nerddom into question, Maxwell and I, because I feel like I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So um, I guess. We could probably start moving on to some other things, but I, I really want you to dig in and um, and tell us about 
Ladies of Fandom and why you chose to do that. Uh, yeah, I was on Ladies of Fandom's second episode, I want to say. I was just a guest spot on there um, and just, you know, just talking about whatever we were into at the time, just like nerding out. And after the episode was over, uh, Courtney, the showrunner, was like, so would you be interested in just doing this with us every week? And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I agreed. That's pretty much how that happened is I, uh, I showed up and they were like, we like you. You're nice. You're easy to talk to. Come back. Uh, so, yeah, I would usually come on our episodes with like costumes and stuff like that. Try to like go with the theme of the episode. But yeah, uh, it's uh, it's really hard to learn to look at the camera and not be intimidated and be like, I'm scared. I don't want right. to don't look right at it because you in <laughs> in film. I have friends who make movies all the time. They tell you don't look at the camera. You know, don't right. act. Look at the person you're talking to, and don't look at the camera. And uh, Ladies of Fandom was originally live TV. We were originally doing this live, and uh, before wow, yeah, it's intimidating. It was it reminded me almost of every episode of Thirty Rock, where like anything and everything that could go wrong probably would. Right. Um, <laughs> and we were in a block where we're supposed to be kind of like PG and not cuss. And I cuss like a sailor. <laughs> so I hope that's okay on here. I really had to like curb my cussing on live TV. Maxwell's the one that made us start getting an explicit rating. So you're fine. Hey, it wasn't all on me. All hails, yeah. All right. <laughs> just throw it all motherfucking shit, bitch. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's a you, and our threats, friend, I think. you and our friend Emily would get along great. Yeah, yeah. Just get a, get it all out now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got on board with Ladies of Fandom. And we would just pick a different uh, theme or topic each week. Now we pre-record. We're not on live TV, thank God. That was nerve-wracking. <laughs> and me just being like, Chinese checkers or tiddlywinks. Like every time I wanted to say, right. motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so yeah. But now I think we're moving to the 930 spot here soon so we're we're on live tv austin public you can find us on the fanboy tv youtube channel uh there's a sub folder for ladies of fandom if people want to find us uh we also have a facebook people can check out and find ladies of fandom on facebook um and then we'll just we post all sorts of stuff on there um so yeah if people want to find us we're we're on the interwebs as well yeah and i'm I'm jealous of how much stuff you get to be involved in. You have a lot on your plate when it comes to the nerd world. And uh, we have a podcast called Nerds with Mikes. And I, I think that's about as nerdy as we get, is that we have a podcast named Nerds with Mikes. Yeah. In comparison to what you do, <laughs> we have a podcast. And so I don't yeah. know if we qualify quite for this title that we've uh, reached out for. Dream it, well, be it. <laughs> I think I think nerddom though I think it really depends on like everybody can be nerdy at something right so I think you probably cover the the, the whole spectrum where I'm more of like movie and video game nerd and maybe comic book nerd so I think it really depends uh, I do notice though I know this isn't a question in our notes but I did want to ask you I notice you d you do a lot of cosplay uh, what is your favorite uh, thing that you've ever done uh, that's so hard. Um, cause I mostly cosplay stuff that is, uh, video game, anime, or horror related. I don't do Disney princesses or any of that nonsense. Uh, that's not my bag. I think the girliest thing I've ever cosplayed was I was Sailor Uranus from, uh, Sailor Moon, and she's probably like the most androgynous one out of all of them. Uh, <laughs> but I did a, uh, 
a shoot here recently with a whole gaggle of gals, and we were punk rock Sailor Scouts, which is a really fun mashup that a lot of people are doing right now. Um, and so I got to, like, bejazzle, like, a denim jacket with, like, these spiked epaulets and, like, you know, stud out these, you know, shorts and... Uh, tear up some leggings and stuff so that one was really fun and, and kind of one of the girlier things but I really like my uh, Ash from Evil Dead and he's really fun I did a dead eye ash makeup and it was the second time I'd ever used a uh, wax um, on my face because I'm allergic to latex and I can't do all those other oh, wow. I can't do the fancy uh, prosthetics so I can't do those special effects but there are alternatives like the sculpting wax, which is really obnoxious. And then there's also uh, something called silicone gel, which I haven't tried out yet. So Wow. Yeah, that sounds really interesting to, to work with, though. And uh, being a sculpture major, you know, you'd have an advantage for sure. Yeah, it's super fun. I just recently finished off uh, doing a bunch of tutorial videos. I'm doing face painting tutorials with a friend of mine for an educational website. So we kind of got roped into doing that. So I'm actually getting paid for that. Woo! Hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of volunteer work for uh, groups around Austin, and it's rare to actually get paid to do it. But, you know, it's nice when you can. Yeah, absolutely. So when you and I spoke the other night, um, I had some questions about, like, women in the in the world of geekatry, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, like Travis and Justin and I, we, I guess, shared with you our like goals and perceptions of all of this. Um, but not everything comes out um, with everybody at the same intention. So some, like you were saying, you'd go to certain um, events or whatever, and guys just apparently don't know how to speak to people. No, um, they sometimes they don't. It's... It's hard. You know, I mean, especially with our generation, too, it's like everybody just says whatever pops into their head, whether it's rude or not, um, because, you know, the Internet and and, you know, comments on Twitter and stuff like that. Anyways. Uh, but, yeah, like uh, an example of a day in the life of a lady fan of any genre um, I, I gave you the example the other day. So say a guy and a girl are wearing the exact same T-shirt. The girl, like a Zelda t-shirt or something like that. And a guy walks into a video game store and it's high fives blasted all around, you know. And like, hey, cool, have you played the latest game? But a girl walks into like a video game store. She might have a slightly different experience instead of being like, hey, did you play the latest game? Like the, oh, puppies. Um, Sorry. That's no, fine. It's fine. I got I got a cat. I'm surprised she hasn't started yowling yet uh, because... Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to take a beat. No, you're good. Okay. Um, Marley's uh, been on the episodes plenty of times. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, my, my cat, she cannot abide by closed doors. She's like a dad in the 90s being like, why is this door shut? Why <laughs> yes. is this? Who touched the thermostat? You know, <laughs> like so pissed. I was like, I can't abide by closed doors. Um. So anyways, what I was saying is like, so a dude walks into a place wearing like a nerdy shirt and it's like, oh, cool. You like this too. But if a girl wears the exact same shirt, she might get like drilled about her fandom the guys or you know mostly guys will ask them be like uh quiz questions like they're trying to prove that she's actually not a nerd or that she's a fake nerd 
or it, it happens with cosplayers a lot too. You'll be wearing, you'll be like full regalia of a character that you love and you're all about. And people will just start be like, well, do you know where they're originally from? And do you know this, that, and the other? I was like, look, dude, I really like this thing. You don't have to like drill me about it. This is really rude. Like right. constantly having right. to prove our fandom is really annoying. So if you're a guy and you see a girl in a costume, it's really cool. You can just compliment her on it. Don't, you're just kind of like it's self-defeating but like dude do you not want to get laid like what's the deal like (laughs) (laughs) seriously it's it sounds like guys are always complaining be like i wish i could find a girl who's like in the same stuff as me but then they do and then they're like she can't be real right you know it's 20 questions exactly and so i've had it happen to me numerous times and i've talked to other girlfriends who cosplay and they're like oh my god you too yes um so this is common so don't don't start if you see a girl in costume don't assume she's a fake nerd and start like quizzing her like you're trying to show her also how smart you are about it just say hey i like your costume how'd you make it or you know stuff stuff like that you know be like i like it too that's cool who's your favorite character not you know do you know where people are from and what their most powerful weapon is because also on top of that we're people we're not walking encyclopedias about this fandom (laughs) right you know (laughs) yeah i mean based on my level of like nerdum on certain things i mean i'm sure just like if i started asking those questions i wouldn't know the answers to what i'm asking you know or if i was in the girl's place and somebody was asking me all these questions i'd be like i don't really know it's just a fun game to play (laughs) you know it's like it's just fun i don't care so so yeah it's like a lot of people uh now fake okay there there is kind of a thing where there are sort of fake nerd girls but they're mostly models and they are hired these are cosplayers that are hired by companies to to be models and do kind of pinup style stuff in the style of nerdy things and they probably maybe don't know about those fandoms so those exist but if you see a girl who is obviously handmade her own costume and isn't being uh basically uh promoted or managed by a larger company then she probably is really into it right and it makes sense i mean it's like going to a car show and there's girls that are models in car clothes Mm mm-hmm quotations around clothes because there's not much but it's just there as like a to draw the attention because sex sells and it's the 80s still in that sense like (laughs) the stuff is so weird to me that that (laughs) that that still happens in 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 today's world it's so weird yeah it's it's that's a problem and then there's the whole like cosplay doesn't equal consent like people getting like groped at conventions like it's so it's so bad I have a girlfriend who actually teaches self-defense for cosplayers. Wow. Like, she's specifically launched her own classes about, for self-defense, if you're wearing a costume. Like, here's how you can use some of these props you're wearing. If you're wearing different types of shoes, here's different moves you can do. Like That's if, insane. Yeah. But it has to be that way. I don't know. Just people assume that when you're dressed like something that they're used to uh, consuming, you know, you're dressed up as a uh, consumable product you know a show or a character or a card game or whatever they just assume well that equals consent you know you're here for my amusement you know whatever but so you think it that it's really like this subconscious level that somebody's making that connection to what uh, i mean or do you think they're just disgusting dudes i mean the, uh, both a little column a a little bit of column b uh you know it 
people just assume that, you know, you're, you want to dress up for attention, which attention is nice, but there's different types of attention. Um, but anyways, that's, that's a bit, uh, in the life of, uh, lady fans who are cosplayers. It's, it's not pretty sometimes. So rule of thumb, consent, just ask if you want, if you want to get your picture taken with someone in cosplay, ask if you want to, you know, maybe give them a hug, ask, you know, that's about it. (laughs) Well, that's good. No, I definitely appreciate your insight on this stuff. And we always want our listeners to understand that, you know, they shouldn't be shit bags, which I don't think, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't, I w- wouldn't say that we have a lot of listeners that are in that category, but anybody that is listening that run, has run around and, and done such things, obviously, uh, yeah. maybe it'll make a, make them think twice next time. Yeah. Don't be a shit bag, basically, is all we're trying to say. <laughs> don't be a jagweed. Uh, yeah, I've often said that I don't really consider myself like a feminist. I just consider myself a person. Because if you don't believe in equal rights for women, like equal pay and all this other stuff, then I feel like I'm normal and you're just an asshole. And, right. and feminism doesn't, it, it is a thing because it's a label that unfortunately needs to exist for reasons. But um, if it could be the way around, it'd be nice for it not to need to be a label, but whatever. Um, right. <laughs> right. And the, especially considering the earliest cultures... It was the women that ruled everything because you bared life. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're supposed to respect women. I mean, there's different matriarchies. I'm not very good on history. I mean, art history, sure, but um, I'm not I'm not a big history buff. You guys probably out nerdy. Oh, uh, you guys Can we just take a moment and, and share our love for Susan Jackson? Oh, yes. No. Oh, God bless. When she passed away, yeah. It was a couple of years now. Uh, it's still so weird. God, she was the best. She was pretty rad. I only, I, I unfortunately only got to have like a few classes with her. I didn't have very many. So, but what I did have with her, she was pretty rad. Yeah. She's a really, really cool person. Um, great to talk to outside of class too. But, um, all right. So let's, let's move on to some other things. But before we do that, um, let's take a moment to listen to some words from our friends. Hi everyone. My name is Mystique Siren. I am partnering up with the guys at Nerds with Mics. And I stream on Twitch. You guys can follow me at twitch.tv forward slash Mystique Siren. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I always post whenever I go live so you guys know and you don't ever miss a stream. I mainly stream Destiny, but I also stream Battlefield, Overwatch, and Borderlands. Um, MMOs, RPGs, first-person shooters, I love them. So um, I will see you there. So just follow. Thanks. Bye. Hey, it's Nick from the NB Experience YouTube channel. Do you like new and retro video games? Do you like to laugh at stupid and inappropriate things? Do you like to watch people fail more often than not? If you answered yes to any or all or even none of these questions, check out the NB Experience on YouTube, VidMe, Twitch, and Twitter. I feature a wide variety of games from Pokemon to Super Smash Brothers to Shaq Fu. Subscribe to the NB Experience for this and much more. What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Two Guys with Raging Goals. I'm Mikey and this is Adam and every Friday, every Friday we bring you a conversational podcast where we put together this set. Yes. We do real good work here. Yep. There we go. Pikachu. Alleluia. Every Friday, we bring a conversation to this table, and we discuss it for your enjoyment. Yes. If you like that, you follow 
us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Two Guys with Raging Goals. You can also head on over to Patreon.com slash Two Guys Raging. Throw us a couple bucks, keep the lights on, get exclusive perks like the all-new Harry Potter series, Muggles at Large. You can also listen to Adam <laughs> click off head like a psychopath. All right, everybody, welcome back. So now we're going to get into Stranger Things. Mm. <laughs> Somebody's excited. And by Stranger Things, I mean... Um, just between my legs, I have this weird rash, <laughs> and I don't know what's going on with it. That is not normal, yeah. sir. It is a strange rash. That is a strange thing. Um, but no, of course, the TV show, and it's coming back on what's the date? Does anybody know? Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. What? Tuesday. I thought it was this Friday. This oh, I Friday. thought it was the 24th. Maybe I lied. Uh, it's probably the 27th. You're 27th, right. 27th. I'm pretty sure because I got invited to a friend's housewarming party the same night it airs. And I was like, damn it. Curse you, Eleanor. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, you would think that we knew mm-hmm. that we we're going to have a podcast today with these notes that we have <laughs> and that we would have information like this. So October 27th mm-hmm. yeah, is when it returns. So. I'm pretty sure. It's October 27th. Confirmed. We're, we're, we're saying it. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, we'll go back and we'll talk about we'll, our enjoyment of the first episode. But I, I, with it coming back, what do you guys think is going to happen with the second ep- uh, season? Like, what do, you, what do you expect or how do you feel? Do you think it's going to live up? Uh, go ahead. You start. We're all waiting. We're all trying to be polite. No, you go ahead. No, you. Well, I asked the question. No, you. <laughs> so whoever I'll let wants Tessa to... go. I'll let Tessa go first. Uh, oh, boy. She's the guest. Well, I just I just talked for a large block at the beginning. One of you guys go first. Okay. So so we had a couple, obviously. It, listen, listeners, if you haven't watched Stranger <laughs> Things Season 1, uh, you probably just want to not even listen to the rest of this podcast. But, no, that would be a really bad choice. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, you'll probably want to fast forward about 10 minutes because I'm going to drop some spoilers at least. Uh, so obviously at the end of season one, there was kind of a lot of unanswered questions. Right? <laughs> right? So, uh, so obviously, um, Barb's missing. Is Barb dead? Who knows? She looked pretty um, dead. She looked pretty yeah, dead. Yeah, she was pretty we, dead. Didn't we kind of have confirmation that she wasn't yeah, alive? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I guess. she. I mean, she looked dead, but you never know about the upside down. It's a crazy I, place down there. I have a theory. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I I feel like it'd be kind of... I heard there's rumors saying they'd bring her back, and she looked pretty dead. But maybe, like, she'll be back in a flashback. But also, she might come back as some sort of, like, mutant or something, like a harbinger, like... Like the guy, oh. like the guy in uh, American Werewolf in London. Remember, he came back from like the dead and was all scratched up and shit, and like haunting his friend, and like warning yeah. him that you know it's coming, you know you're gonna change and blah blah blah. So maybe like maybe Barb comes back and warns Nancy about the Thessal Hydra or something. Yeah, that could be really interesting. And she was a very beloved character too. A lot of uh, cosplay I've seen of Barb, which is great. Um, and there's actually, I think it was one of the toys, uh, I don't know if it was one of the pop figures or whatever. I think there's mm-hmm. one of Barb that looks really cool. Yeah, there's some cute ones. Um, well, let's see. Uh, Travis, did you have other things to say about... Well, um, so obviously, uh, 
you guys are going to kill me because I can't remember his name. Uh, the kid that went missing, not Mike. Will was, Byers. Yes. So obviously we've seen at the end that something's obviously still going on with him, right? Because he came back from the Upside Down. Uh, so we really don't know what's going to go on with that. Obviously we see an impending threat that is much larger than the last one. So I, it's going to be a lot of stuff going on. I do like, though, uh, obviously it takes place around Halloween. We yep. get to see him dressed up as Ghostbusters, which is sweet. Um, I mean, the trailer with the Thriller uh, guy talking and the song playing got me amped. Like Thriller guy? You mean, yeah, you yeah. mean Michael Jackson or Vincent Price? <laughs> Vincent, v- Vincent Price. Sorry. There you go. Uh, that, uh, but I will say that, do I think it can live up to the hype of the first one? Yes. Uh, do I think I'm going to enjoy it as much as the uh, first season? That is going to be determined because I don't know for sure. Uh, <laughs> That's completely <laughs> fair to say. Yeah, the only I, people I, I can say that are probably the people that made it. <laughs> yeah, um, I do. I am glad though that they brought the original cast back because I thought that when they originally talked about season two, it was going to take place. It was going to be like an entirely different story, right? Uh, I think when the, it first came out, but I'm glad that they're literally taking place kind of like right after or shortly after. So yeah, I am pumped. I, for I wonder that. if it was just like they originally didn't have a story and then based on popularity and the way everybody loved these actors that maybe they were like, we got to work something out, you know? Right. It would be really rough to run a second season and have a bunch of new people, which would have been in the same universe as they wanted it. But, um, then you got to reinvest into all these people and see if you're going to like them. Like American horror story or something. Right. Or, um, what is that? True detective, which they were all big actors, but yeah, I just, I could never catch, get caught up in those shows. I it just they were slow. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm, I am really looking forward to the second season. I don't know what's in the sky. If that is the uh, uh, a, a kraken or a Cthulhu or something, the Thessala Hydra. It's definitely Cthulhu. <laughs> the what? The Thessala Hydra. Oh. Is that what it's actually called? Yeah, at the end of the first season, they they pull out the Thessala Hydra. That's, I think, oh, that's, that's in the right. book, like right? Cards and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. She's going to school us both, Maxwell. You should probably just let her go. I know. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us about Stranger Things? <laughs> um, so it's really funny, and they pitched it to so many different networks, and they all were like, this isn't going to work. You know, you have too much going on. And all the things these networks were talking about were the things that make it like a really strong story because you have like basically four different movies in one. I mean, you have, like, uh, a teenage coming-of-age story with Nancy, and then eventually it turns into a teen horror movie, and then you have, like, a kid's summer flick, and then you also have, like, a mystery cop procedural movie, and so you have all these four elements kind of rolled into one, and then eventually they all kind of converge, and it's like a really feel-good moment when they all start working together. It's like this really nice payoff because at the beginning they're all working independently, um, and it all kind of coalesces, and you're like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Favorite character? Oh, uh, oof. Dustin. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going <laughs> to pick. <laughs> He's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. The, little, like, the kid with the missing teeth. Yeah, I like Mike, but I like him better in It than I do in Stranger Things, so I'd have to say Dustin, too. Really? Yeah. Why do you like him better in that? Because he's like Mouth from the Goonies. He talks so much shit. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does I mean, that's the biggest shit, reason. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest reason. 
<laughs> so speaking of it, Travis. Yes. I know you watched it. I know I watched, I watched it. I watched it twice. Really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would have watched it a third time if I didn't feel guilty about paying for the third time. <laughs> Dang. You need I to get that movie pass card. I know. I need to get one. I watched it twice. Oh, I feel yeah, left Max. out now. Yeah, Maxwell, well, you're the once. oddball. Yeah, you're the oddball out. Well, you guys are going to probably have more details that I maybe missed. Like, there's, I'm going to bring up one that I read about because I didn't know. Um, in it, when when the kid is in the library. Oh, yeah. The balloon, like when it moves in the background. Before that, there's a woman that's standing way off in the background that's kind of like staring at him as he's like looking through the book and stuff. And yeah. I never noticed that, but apparently it was just like, it wasn't like bad acting on that person's part. They were like, maybe they were it or something right before the balloon. You guys catch that? Second watching. I did not. Second time. I, I did not. I was too busy being distracted by balloons and smoking eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so overall thought, I mean, you guys love that movie then. Obviously, you saw it twice. Absolutely. I'm really sad, though. Uh, I think I talked about on an episode where they were supposed to have a cameo uh, from Freddy. Right. Uh, there was a nod to Elm yeah. Street. There was a nod to Elm Street at uh, on the uh, the movie sign. But I think if one of the kids' fears would have been Freddy Krueger and he would have came to them as like a Freddy Krueger-esque character, it would have been super cool. Yeah. You know how the director said he would love to do a Krueger or Critters movie? Yeah. I remember now... There was one of the Critters movies where it's on Earth. I think it's the same one that I talked about where it's like Easter Sunday and there's the little eggs and it gets inside the Easter bunny. Um, yeah. When the guys from outer space come down that are supposed to like help kill all of the uh, Critters, there's one that has like this smoothed over like just no face. And when they see, when that person sees another person, he can take their shape or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. And they were standing outside of a movie theater when they first land, and there was a Kruger poster, and I'm pretty sure he was about to morph into that. And the guy like jumps in front of him and holds up a magazine to make him change shapes. So that would have been great to have a Kruger tie into this, or even a Critter one, just based on like that whole universe kind of being tied. Yeah, I hope this guy uh, decides to do a remake of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> If you've ever seen that movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When I was growing up, that was always on the the Fox uh, channel, the ones to watch on Saturdays. That was creepy. (laughs) Yeah, it was. They spun them in cotton candy, bro. Yeah. And and drank their blood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no big deal. They they didn't float. He just wrapped them in cotton candy. No big deal. (laughs) So, Speaking of floating, sorry, Max, I didn't want to cut in. Did you see the SNL It skit? Oh yeah, I didn't. Oh, how have you not? It's the best. It is I don't. Really ke- I don't keep up with SNL. I'm not very good about it. Oh. Well, this is I one don't... of those skits that like ended up going viral because it was so good. The rest of this show was okay, but that one clip was fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, it I'll have pretty. to. I'll have to YouTube it. Later. It's a uh, Kellyanne Kellyanne Conway as the it. Oh the wait wait wait! I saw a uh, screen cap from that. I haven't yeah. actually seen it, but oh, I it's heard. beautiful. Yes. Yeah, they nailed it. Oh my god! Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, also Freddy Krueger. The what was the guy's name that played him back in the eighties? Uh, Robert England. Yeah, he said that he is too old and doesn't want to take that role back. 
Oh, I'm so sad about that. I know, because you've been wanting him in that spot to come back for a long time. Yes. Did the guy guy play Rorschach? Didn't he do an all right job in the newer one? I thought he was fine. A lot of people just overall, I don't think, uh, loved the movie. I'll be honest. I didn't see the new Freddy movie. I'm kind of sad that I haven't. I need to. I did watch the new Evil Dead recently, uh, which we'll get into here in a minute. Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess we'll get into that here. Yeah, so we'll, talk about. Let's kind of go in and we'll trans transition out because unless Tessa, you have anything you want to say about it? Um, yeah, I think the most frightening thing about it wasn't the clown, but right. uh, that one chick's dad. He was really gross. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, yeah the scariest part in the movie for you. So yours is the guy's uh, or the girl's dad. Oh yeah, that and the um, painting lady with the the flute. Like when oh, the, yes. the kid hears the flute hit the floor, the metallic like yeah. the, the notes playing. I, I could just imagine like the hair in the back of my neck just going up, and then hearing the flute like hit the floor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was gonna be that was probably my like hardest part to to watch, but. Um, other than that, it's, it's probably the part that I've seen in the trailer a million times when he comes like out of the water <laughs> in yeah. the basement. That one, ugh, it just gives me chills. My, yeah, mine is that same. Yeah, that mine is the same scene, but it's more so that because when you're watching the trailer, uh, like in Georgie's down there, and he's like, "You'll float too." Like they don't show like how dark that scene gets. Like his face starts to like almost crack a little bit and it's just really creepy. And then he gets to the point where he, you realize he's almost using him like a puppet and then he slams him into the water right before he scurries. Yeah. And it, and then when he like is slithering back away, his eyes roll in the back of his head and it's super creepy. Yeah. The whole, the whole face and eye thing that they did in there was really, uh, and what's crazy and what's crazy about them is Bill Skarsgård, uh, I think that's his name, the guy that played him, uh, played yeah. Pennywise, he, he has the ability to independently control his eyes. So when you see him doing that in the movie, that's him actually doing really? that. Really? Yeah. And uh, and also there's that one scene where he's talking and he's drooling. Yeah. That like that was like an actual thing. And like he just didn't break character. And I was like, that's... And his whole smile, like I don't know, I think he was on Conan or Jimmy Fallon where he talked about... Like he used to do that to his brothers yeah. when he was a kid, and they would like freak him out. So I think it was a perfect choice for Pennywise. I think he did a great job. I would agree, so. and I think anybody that says the original miniseries was better, or they're fools. Well, I think the big thing for the original is don't get me wrong, because uh, shoot, what is the guy's name that played the original? I always forget his name. He also was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Somebody help me. Tim out. Curry. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Curry. Uh, I think obviously he probably did a great job, but I think the biggest thing that hurt that movie is it was made for TV. Yeah. So they were very limited on yeah. what they can do because it was made for TV. And I'll be honest, like I never watched the original one. So I went into the new movie completely blind, other than knowing a clown that basically used your worst fears against you. That's all I knew. And the opening scene with Georgie, I was like, oh, this movie can't be that graphic or that bad. And within the first 10 minutes, I was like, "This is not that movie." Yeah. Like this, that's intense. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad that, like, even though that it had kids in it, that they didn't shy away from that because that was kind of my concern. When I look at that movie, I kind of think of it's like the Goonies of a of like the horror genre. You know what I mean? Because it's got that kind of camaraderie, feel good childhood movie, but right. also with horror in it. Yeah. So, so I really like. it. And it's it. interesting because you can definitely see uh, Stephen King's writing when he does like a group of kids like that, like building up their uh, friendships. Yeah, um, and I'm. What was that movie where is it Stand by Me, where it's him and or is this a bunch of kids that like kind of run off into the woods and like their best they find friends? a dead body. 
Yeah. That's Stand By Me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm glad that they left all the really weird stuff in the book out of the movie, though. Yeah. I will say, I will say yeah. that. He even so. says it was a really dark time for him when he wrote all that stuff. I'm surprised it passed and never got published with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, same. Did all they right, just Maxwell. did they just not read all of it like his editors and then they just were like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, go ahead, push it. Yeah, through. he was at his highest uh, point, I think, for like writing and popularity. He was like, let's just throw in a childhood orgy and see what happens. That's that's normal, right? That's yeah. totally yeah. normal. They, they can't get out of this sewer unless they have an orgy. No big deal. What that's, I was going <laughs> to say about the um, the original series versus the new movie, I think it, a lot of it is just that. You watch the first one, that's what you knew. And especially if you watch it when you were younger, then yeah, it was a great movie. But if you watched both of them today and took out the idea that like special effects and stuff could make a difference in the movies and just looked at the root of it, I, I still don't think they're, they're comparable. I no, think it's just one of those not. things that with time just doesn't hold up as well. Absolutely not. I feel like the leper was way over the top. Oh, and the God. New, and the new one, that leper, I feel yeah. like he was... Remind- well, in the I book, it's way more disgusting what he does yeah. to that kid. Okay. I literally felt like I was walking down the streets of Huntington, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Ouch. Rip. Rip. No, no, anyway. no, no, no. It's, uh, there's like a whole street like back in Huntington. There was like a whole yeah. street of houses that were burned out because they were like all used to make meth. It's yeah. like yep. that one street was just a bunch of lined with crazy looking scary houses. Yep, yep. I like how he called, the last thing I will say, the best line in the movie is when he called his drugs uh, gazebos. (laughs) (laughs) These are just gazebos. (laughs) All right, Maxwell, you want to transition us on? Oh, for anybody that loves Stranger Things, Mm. Target has special edition box set uh, that looks like a VHS uh, cover, which is incredible. If you go to Target and look in their toy section near the gaming, tons of stuff. And they have uh, lunch boxes and a lot of apparel. So if you want some shirts or you want some uh, sweatpants for the for the school they went to. And Tessa, what did you end up picking up? Uh, I got the Hawkins Middle School AV Club coffee mug. And then I got the um, quarter length sleeve super soft jersey t-shirt that's just the Hawkins Middle School Go Tigers. Yeah, that's shirt. awesome. Good find. When I was there, they only had sweatpants, so I was really disappointed. So I'm going to make another trip back and find some goodies. <laughs> so, good. scary movies. Mm. What is one from your childhood sh- that has I'm already shitting my pants just thinking about it. Um, honestly, the movie that gave me nightmares for the most amount of years was Alien. Same for me. It was either the first one or the second one. I, I don't remember, but I was Both. I was up in Michigan at a family member's house, and it was me and my brother, and that's the movie we decided to watch. I was like nine or seven when I saw it. I was little. What parts that stood out that scared you, like that you would remember or have nightmares about or whatever? I had just a chestburster, dude, like something popping out of your... Your guts. I had a lo- I had a lot of uh, stomach problems as a kid. I had uh, tummy aches all the time. Oh had, no! Like... So I had <laughs> the worst <laughs> movie then. Yeah, I I used to have like I don't know if it was like uh, not like a cyst or something, but like ulcers. Yeah, I had ulcers as a kid from stress. Oh wow! And so I had stomach aches all the time. So when I saw Alien, I was like, Oh god, no! And it just made it worse. <laughs> 
yeah, a little. <laughs> Dang, that's I, what so was inside of you as a kid. With the the chest burster thing, um, it wasn't Alien that I saw that made me scared for that part. But um, what was that? Oh, Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that scene where they go into the diner and it comes out and then it goes across the table. <laughs> Hello, my darling. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime gal. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> but that was the scene that like creeped me out. And that movie's not scary at all. It's just a comedy. I got freaked out by Chucky. I think it was Chucky 2 or 3. I can't remember which one. It's one where he waits under the bed and he cuts someone's Achilles tendon. And mm-hmm. I would jump into my bed from like five feet away <laughs> when I was oh, a kid. Oh, God. The um, Never Ending Story, which is not yeah. a scary movie, but the all the animatronics, I think, is what gets me. Like the puppetry, it was creepy. But the, the movie that scared me the most as a kid... Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I saw these scenes, probably like sneaking out of the bedroom when my parents were in the living room watching something that we're not supposed to. So we're like down the hallway peeking. Um, it was, um, oh my gosh, Poltergeist. It was the first one or the second one. It's it's There's a scene, there's two scenes. One where the guy, the dad is drinking tequila and there's a worm in it. Yeah. And he swallows the worm and then later in the night he wakes up and he like vomits out this massive worm. What? Yeah, and that's... then it's not in the first one. It can't be the first one, I don't think. And then this the second scene is there's a kid in the bathroom looking in the mirror and they have braces and then the braces like all the wiring comes out like all crazy and it's like attacking them and stuff. Those two scenes as a kid, I just couldn't sleep. So Did you bad. have braces? No. But it was just super creepy. But the, I don't know. There's, there's something about that, like feeling that memory that I can still retain to this day. <laughs> so, for me, a couple movies. So, um, well, so I gotta, I gotta pause real quick. So, you said that um, Never Ending Story. It was the the animatronics that scared you. Does that mean you never went to Chuck E. Cheese or Billy Bob's Wonderland or? <laughs> Five That's nights a fair question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is a fair question, but no, I uh, those never creeped me out as right. a kid. So you were able to jump in ball pits, no problem. That's good. Yeah, news. when there was pizza and video <laughs> games and uh, what X Men arcade to play and Simpsons arcade to play. Well, I also have to ask, how unsanitary are ball pits? I know that's a super, random question. Super. <laughs> I just keep thinking about it now. All right. Anyways, so. All right, so my movies, uh, one, uh, Pet Cemetery. That movie always used to freak me out because we had a cat that looked just like Church. Oh, gosh. So I was always afraid that that cat would try to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> um, also, the little kid, after he obviously turns, uh, just her voice is like, Mommy, I want to play too, and it's just really creepy. Um, and then uh, the original Freddy movies kind of freaked me out. But there's this movie, t- <laughs> and I don't even want to admit to it. Do it. But there's a movie... There was a movie that uh, not a lot of people have seen. I think Justin, maybe you had seen it, Maxwell. We talked about it, but um, called Puppet Master. And it was all these puppets that came to life, and each one of them had like this own special trait. 
Um, one of them was a little buff guy that had a drill for his head and would literally drill through people. Uh, there was this lady girl that would spit leeches on people. Um, and there was this guy that had like no eyes in his socket and just a pure white face. And, uh, basically like what would happen is that the people that made these puppets would basically kill people and he would put their souls inside of these dolls. That's why they would kill people. So as a kid, when you're playing with obviously like Ninja Turtle dolls and all these type of things or action figures, you would, I don't know. I just got freaked out that one day my toys would come to life and kill me. <laughs> That's yeah. what I do with all of my puppets, you know, just in case souls in them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All over it's again. Like, how did you get uh, that life into that puppet in that scene <laughs> when they're acting out? Well, <laughs> don't worry about it. That's old Jerry's soul. Anyways, uh. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No. <laughs> Did you guys ever see Ghoulies? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> like, Travis, you know what that is? No, but have you ever seen Ernest Scared Stupid? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I've not seen that movie. No, tell me. All more. right. So Ghoulies, um, and if I remember correctly, that is another sh- movie that would come on uh, the ones to watch on Fox 11 back home. Um but it was, it was these three little demon creatures that would come out of the toilet and like attack people. I I don't remember if they like much about it other than like one scene where this guy's like in a college or something and he's taking a poop. It must have been a pretty heavy one because he kicks through the wall where the tile is. <laughs> oh god, that's uh, I think we've all been there. <laughs> um, oh, no. Damaged a few stalls, but they he pulls out this comic book and it's like the Ghoulies comic, and I guess that's how they uh, like came back or a book or something that was in the wall, and he was like reading it. But they come up out of the toilet and they'll pull the people down. So there's this guy and and this these scenes they would show on TV. This guy uh, where they like snapped his back and like so he's like in the toilet. He they they folded him up. like a lawn chair yeah, and they fold him so his legs are sticking up behind him and they're like, like a Murphy bed yeah <laughs> and then they're pulling him into the toilet yeah so for a long the, time I'd always as a kid sit down to use the the, the toilet and uh, be afraid something was gonna come out of it <laughs> one of the other things that I used to watch when I wasn't supposed to was uh, all the all the little extra movies from Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'd have like those little mini movies that they would have. Yeah. And that guy with his crazy hair, dude, he freaked me out. Yeah. Um, but I watched the new, so so I mentioned earlier I watched the new Evil Dead. And I actually thought it was decent. Did you not like that movie? I thought it was just super gory. And that's yeah. why I didn't like it. I thought it was okay. I feel like they kind of justified the whole storyline where uh, no one could call out or why why they were totally cool with her acting super fucking crazy and possessed. Well, she's coming off of drugs, obviously. Right. So that kind of was like a good like hide for that. And then, you know, they're like, oh, weekend without cell phones and da-da-da and all that. So they, they're really good at like one sentence lining away those reasons to why they, why don't you just call the cops? Or why are you guys ignoring that she's acting really crazy? Yeah, yeah I, I do. I, it was just so gruesome though and i don't remember the first one the original being like that where it was just it's like the saw movies to me where they're just gross to be gross there's there's a whole uh thing with uh people into horror movies horror hounds if you will that they just love gore and and newer movies are just getting more and more and more over the top it's a it's a trend yeah i uh 
I actually thought, I mean, I didn't mind the gore, and I typically am not a fan of super gory movies, but like my favorite scene was when she cut her tongue with the razor blade. Yeah. Like that, that really freaked me out. Um, I also like kind of the twist that they did where uh, the female character ended up basically being the Ash character. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and they even talked about maybe doing a crossover uh, movie where like she actually is like with Bruce Campbell, like them doing something together, which hmm. would be kind of interesting i don't know how that would work out but uh have you watched the evil dead tv show maxwell i know you and i watched like an episode or two at my house but i don't know if you'd watched any more of it no just the ones that we saw together but it, it was great but those I, are su- those are super gory <laughs> yeah i saw the first season of that yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good all right maxwell anything else to add um, yeah no i was gonna say um i think we should pick our our favorite Horror movies. Just pick a couple each or something. Okay. Because I'm thinking, and it's hard not to go with stuff that's recent because I've seen it. But I think even with the movies that are out there, that that you have to put Get Out in the cat in there. It obviously now it. because I need to it watch has it. just crushed it. Um. Oh gosh, there was another one I was thinking of that I Bobby thought. Duke. Oh. No, not Babadook. Not for me. What I was going to say was It Follows. I like that one okay, but there's a lot of other ones I liked more. I liked um, Let the Right One In's really good. They've had a surge of like decent vampire movies finally, like non-Twilighty ones. Um, so Let the Right One In. And the new Castlevania Netflix series is rad. Oh, I need to watch that. Oh, it's so good. Do it. Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, the Iranian vampire flick. It was really good. Interesting. I like yeah, it. I haven't seen pretty much any of those except for a little bit of the Castlevania. Yeah, I really like um I really I might be alone in this, but I really like the movie The Strangers. Um I really like that movie. Uh I'm trying to think of what else. Um I don't really get into all the new horror movies as far as like the uh the Annabelles and that whole series of movies. I don't really watch any of those. You should watch um, The Conjuring. Yeah, yeah I've not seen I've not seen any of those either. I also like one of the movies that I liked back in the day, and it's not necessarily a horror movie per se, but there was a movie called Stigmata. I really liked that movie as a kid. Well I don't know as a kid, I was maybe a teenager. Um but uh I'm trying to think of what else that stands out to me as a scary movie. I need to watch Get Out because I've not seen it. I heard it's really good. Yeah, and that that's uh, a movie that just fits so many different uh, genres, I think. And yeah. it's a movie that, if for people that don't watch scary movies, I think are going to be okay watching it. Yeah, okay. Um, does anybody have any favorite, like a single maybe favorite childhood memory? Uh, from either like Halloween or watching a scary movie or anything that stands out to you. Hmm. That's a, I'll tell you mine. If you guys don't have one, that's fine. <laughs> um, I remember as a kid uh, in Huntington, like I, I didn't live in Huntington at the time, but my mom brought me up to Huntington because I used to do like a haunted trails thing in Ritter Park, kind of up where the amphitheater is and stuff. Yeah. 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 And I and I remember her bringing that to me when I was I don't know I was probably eight years old maybe like oh, way gosh. too young I think to probably doing that and I just remember how terrified I was like afterwards and just how scared I was uh, just because they would have that's the first time I'd ever experienced jump scares like people jumping out trying to scare me 
and uh, people using like fake props like knives and chainsaws and stuff like that. Uh, and then after that, I remember, uh, I think it was the year following that, like my mom worked for McDonald's for several years as a, as a manager. And when I was a kid and they actually would put on haunted houses inside the store. And I remember dressing up in a, uh, a Jason mask and I would have a plastic knife and I would always hide in a shelf between boxes. And when people would come by, I act like I was <laughs> trying to cut them. <laughs> But other than that, that's, that's really great. the only memories that I have that, that I thought was funny. Uh, does anybody else have any? Yeah, when I was in elementary school, uh, it was probably fourth or fifth grade, uh, a link to the past came out. And we played All that right. like crazy. And for Halloween, my mom made me an outfit. And I, I don't think there are any pictures of this, and it makes me really sad. Uh, but I think when film was the only way to take pictures, it was harder to just capture everything but my mom made me a link costume complete with a hat and my dad made a uh, wooden sword for me but it was like real thick so it wasn't dangerous my mom painted it and she put glitter on the tip of it so it looked like when he charged up and then uh my dad made me a shield out of like literally out of metals i don't know what he used but he used to work at like a muffler place and stuff so he had that and then had like a uh, I think it was a Porsche emblem in the center of it, actually. <laughs> but it fit so well, it looked like a shield emblem. And then um, I had like a little pouch, and my mom like cut out of fabric all these little hearts and half hearts and had these uh, little things that she would use for different arts and crafts that looked like little bottles of po- for potions. It was awesome. awesome. I was so pumped to just show everybody. It was the best. I wish there was pictures. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, my mom used to always make my costumes, so uh, in fifth grade, my mom made me a costume just based off of a cartoon show and an action figure. Uh, She made me a Demona costume from Gargoyles. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes, I know, right? And uh, yeah, she was really good. She made the wings. She made like a bodysuit with like gloves. uh, Wow. And uh, she showed up and surprised me in in my class. I didn't know she was going to come to class. And she was dressed up in a red blazer and a black wig, and I could not recognize her. But I knew that she was dressed up as Eliza Mazda. That's awesome. And she was like, I was like, wait, Mom? That is awesome. Very, very supportive. Yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys sharing all your memories, but you know what time it is. Yep. Travis, you want to take us? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to take you guys. It's time for Pick of the Week. It's great. All right, Maxwell, we're going to start with you, buddy. Okay. Huh. Mine, I'm going to pretend like I don't know what it is, even though I wrote it down. It's actually Fortnite. Um, on PlayStation, and I, it's actually the Battle Royale. I haven't done any of the actual thing that is the game of building uh, forts and stuff and hoard it, like fighting off the hordes player versus environment style. Uh, I only was interested in the Battle Royale because I cannot play Player Unknown's Battleground. So I downloaded this. It was on sale. It's on sale right now currently. Anybody on uh, PlayStation can get a, a sale for the digital download. And it's been really fun. I did a couple hours worth, and it's super hard <laughs> um, because 
just like player unknowns you got a hundred people dropped into a map and they have what they call the uh um we'll see if i haven't played it enough to remember what it's called but uh <laughs> the map just basically gets smaller and smaller yeah, yeah and you have to just survive and kill other people but I, I i think the most important thing to survive is just get much better much faster at building stuff and that's really hard to do on a controller i think it'd be faster on a computer but it's been fun yeah. which is strange because players unknown battleground there's no building element to it right so which but it's so much more realistic i think that it would be better plus you can ride vehicles in player unknowns right yes you can't do that in fortnite yeah yeah so is it pretty smooth to be like obviously early access but also a new mode is it play i mean is it pretty decent when you're playing yeah honestly uh it really doesn't seem like it's an incomplete game i don't know what they're waiting for at this point hmm. well that's good all right uh for me uh i've actually been playing a uh, a new pc game uh, i don't do a ton of pc game gaming as much as i should however um I'm a fan of D&D. Tessa, I don't know if you play in D&D or if you played in the past. However, um, Maxwell, have you ever... I'm aware. Is it? Okay. (laughs) Maxwell, have you played D&D? Are you a son of a bitch or what? What? Do you forget that the first time that I ever played was with you? (laughs) And we did it like two or three times. We went to Bill's house. That's right. Well, I played at Bill's house twice the first time. That's fine. I don't don't care. Anyways, uh, I thought we were friends. I know. Yeah, I know. So between playing D&D uh, as much as I can, it's really hard to find groups to play with anymore. Because uh, I moved away. Well, not only that, but just people that you know, if you, unless you just go and meet strangers, which is probably fine. Uh, but also uh, between that, listening to the Adventure Zone, which is amazing. If you haven't listened to the Adventure Zone podcast, make sure you do so, which really got me in the mood for D&D, and then not being able to play made me sad. So I found this game called Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, 2 being as in a sequel. Um, <laughs> it Think of Diablo, but if it was played like D&D, where you had dialogue with characters, your dialogue defected, uh, affected the outcome of that conversation, um, uh, also being turn-based. Uh, it's, for, it's either single-player or four-player co-op, but what's cool about it is it's literally like you're playing a game that's D&D. You get to choose your uh, decisions, all that stuff. Uh, it even has a mode where you can make your own map and actually run your own campaign, and you can have people digitally join, and they can basically play your campaign while you're like a digital DM almost. Oh, that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, and what's cool about it is most games are afraid to... like, If there's a huge plot point in a game, you know how like with Mass Effect and stuff, it's hard to... like. In Mass Effect, I haven't played it enough. I know I'm a terrible person. But is it possible <laughs> to skip past major plot points in Mass Effect, or is there a, to a point where you're going to get to it sooner or later? You'll get to it sooner or later. Yeah, see, later. this game, like, if an NPC gets killed off, you may never see uh, a major plot point in a certain part of the game. Like, you just, you'll never see it. Just like in D&D, like, if somebody dies, that story that may have potentially led you down a different path, it's not there anymore. Well, in some of the Mass Effects, I don't think you have to get all the characters, so if you choose to not add somebody to your team and do that yeah. mission there's yeah there's certain things you could miss yeah so it's possible that if like you have a conversation with an npc and it goes south and that npc wants to fight you and you kill them you may you won't ever get to do whatever quest they had for you or anything like that that's, so it may all it may alter the game which that's is kind of cool, cool though and that's got to be a lot of work to develop yeah that. yeah to to think about all the developers because there's like over 80 hours of voice recording that goes into this game so every 
it, you don't read. Everything is is voice acted. Wow. So to invest that much time in a storyline part that you may never see is kind of crazy. You know what I mean? So it's it's really neat. It's uh right now as of now it's right now on PC. You can get the original one on Xbox One and PC, but this one's available on Steam. I think maybe forty bucks, but it's a very nice. So, all right, Tessa, over to you. Uh, pick of the week. Um. I would have to go with one of my favorite podcasts to listen to right now is a uh, true crime podcast called My Favorite Murder. I've uh, heard of that. It's so good. Um, I'm friends with somebody who designs the t-shirts for them. And oh, cool. Yeah. It's so weird to hear a friend's name and they're talking about, oh, so-and-so designed our t-shirts. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's these two chicks and they basically uh, are comedians, or at least one of them is a comedian. And um, the other used to be, like, on a cooking show. Um, I don't have their full bios in front of me right now, but I'm pretty sure one of them used to work on Mr. Show, and another, the other one was on an episode of Drunk History. So um, they're really funny ladies. Uh, they're really good about just uh, having really engaging conversations you listen to, and it's like, these are, like, friends of mine that I listen to who are witty and, you know, funny. Uh but yeah, they talk about solved and unsolved uh, murder mysteries. And they also uh, will take people's hometown murders. So you can email them and they'll read on the show your hometown murder. Ooh. Um, wow. I, I, I don't, I can't think of any, like, gosh, I moved so much in West Virginia. I mean, I guess I could probably find maybe one of them, some t- small town. But uh, yeah, I love yeah. My Favorite Murder. It has a really good community around it. There's actually a spinoff Facebook group called uh, Meowderinos. Um, because the people that follow them are called murderinos. And then this is like a subgroup for crazy cat ladies. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's called me- meowderinos. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really fun. I'm going to see them in November in Houston. Well, very cool. That's awesome. Maybe one day we'll have our live shows. Yes. <laughs> be great. Maybe. Yeah. Well, to help us get there. Mm-hmm. We need people to share us. <laughs> and we need people share. to subscribe <laughs> on whatever platform you use. So, I want to first thank Tessa for joining us. It's been great. Yes. This is a really late episode for us. I know there's an hour difference for us, uh, so you're lucky. Because I'm, I'm ready to sleep 45 minutes ago. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> what a little baby. I know, 10 p.m. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, a done, uh, I'm done. But... Uh, Huh? I said it's 10 there. What time is it here? Uh, Nine. Oh, yeah. I can't check on my phone what time it is. 9, 10. Whatever. But, yeah. So, um, I appreciate you coming on and joining us and working through all the struggles to to find a good way to to record with us. Um, It's been great. And I definitely would like to have you on again. Yeah. Yeah. I could shoot the shit about comics or anime. I I know how to say Hayao Miyazaki. I heard on an episode somebody flubbed it real hard. Um, (laughs) Wouldn't have been me. I wouldn't have tried. uh, It was definitely you. (laughs) Uh, So I could dork out about some anime. But uh, yeah, yeah. Keep keep me in touch. Uh, I wouldn't mind dropping back in. For sure. Great. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, you can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, which was... Rarely ever used. Instagram, YouTube. Uh, what else we got? Vidme. We got a whole bunch Vidme. of stuff. So, we even have snail mail, Maxwell. Why yeah. you give that address? Yeah, you can do that. You can uh, send us a good old-fashioned email at podcast at nerdswithmikes.com. We got a store. We got 
all kinds of goodies. So you want a mug? You want it's, a hat or a shirt getting, or something? Get it's it. It's getting cold. You're going to need a boggin for your noggin. That's that's right. God. The official <laughs> noggin boggin. Yes. But uh, that is all. And until next time, we'll see <laughs> ourselves Emma. out the door. There's a lilt there. Is there a next time? <laughs> <laughs>